0: Preach with me. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. First John chapter 3, verse 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. John wrote a lot about love. He's considered the beloved disciple. He had experienced it and, and what he had tasted, what he knew he couldn't help but share. Maybe you can quote this one with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That comes from the pen of this same author as he Wrote about the love of God. And I want to talk a little bit about it. My title is The Complicated Web of Salvation. Would you say that with me? The Complicated Web of Salvation. I know it's not a very good title, but I'm not good with titles. But I hope it'll be a better message. But maybe you'll remember it. The Complicated Web of Salvation. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and I've been focused on, is this tomorrow? Yeah. I've been focused on this nice. message through the week and I've never even thought how it would pair up with the holiday and so first gentlemen if you haven't bought anything you better move fast um <laughs> th- this is not intended to be a valentine's message um Like I said, the fact that this was our last Sunday before the big day didn't occur to me until literally this morning as I was getting ready for church. And I thought, well, I'm I'm preaching about love on the day when we're going to celebrate love the most. The world uh, is longing for love. The world is looking for love. And as I said, the the world celebrates love. You go to Walmart and there's cards everywhere. A friend of mine said, uh, shared a little me, my guest, uh, about how he and his wife are going to exchange cards this year, but they've got so expensive, they're just going to go to Walmart and pick out the best ones and give to each other, then just go put them back and then, you know, just share as many cards as they want that way, because you only look at them once anyway. It, it's gotten pretty pricey, hasn't it? Uh, why else would you drop nine bucks, eight bucks for a little card you're going to look at once? But we just love the idea of love. Love is the strongest of all human emotions. Uh, a loving relationship is the strongest of all human relationships. A love can be complicated. You ever had a complicated love relationship? It's because people are complicated. Right. Relationships are complicated. And so a loving relationship is going to be very, very complicated. Hollywood and fairy tales try to make it all look easy everything's clean you know everything works out perfect there's a, a a nice clean happily ever after love story and 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 that's not how it always works and in, in the cartoons and the disney princess there's a bad guy in the romantic books there's an ex-girlfriend um, and hallmark movies i'm blaming my mother-in-law for this i see them every christmas at her house there's always some silly misunderstanding that comes together at the last minute and they eat gingerbread cookies and they fall in love. But it's always something that just wraps up real nice. You can put a little bow on it and then it's happily ever after and fate's had its work and we can all just leave with a happy feeling. But, but relationships aren't really that simple. That's, that's not how they work. Have you ever been frustrated with someone you love? Uh, no, no one, nothing can bring you peace like true love, but I tell you, no one can tick you off like someone you love either, and, and, and uh, no one can, nothing brings healing to your heart like having someone to love, and no one can hurt you like someone you love. It's complicated, Yes, it is. Hey, amen, it's, it's complicated, it's worth it. But it's not easy. If, if you said, you know, I just have that, I just feel sad happy. Everybody would think you were bipolar. If, if you said, I'm hungry, fool, everybody would think you were crazy. But you, if you said, we have a love-hate a relationship, everybody would know exactly what you were talking about. Because of the conflicting emotions that make up a real relationship. Amen? Amen. You know there are some people uh, because of love that they've been horribly abused, and everyone tells them, "Well, you you need to leave because of what they've done. You need to leave. You'll be justified. You need to walk out the door and never look back." But they can't walk away. Why? Because he or she may be their abuser. They may mistreat them, but they're also their lover. Amen? Amen. We say love is blind. But it isn't that people are blind to the fact when they're being used. Usually they know that the worst moments are bad. But sometimes relationships are so entangling you can't just look at the bad and forget the good. And so parents are told by people you've got to cut your kids off. Maybe some of you have heard that. It's time to let them grow up. It's time to let them go. And you may even tell yourself, I'm just enabling them. They they need me to make them uh, grow up or they're going to destroy themselves. But that's easy to say and really hard to do, isn't it? Right. You can't just walk away from your children because you are bound by love. People get trapped even in relationships that aren't healthy and, and illicit Affairs and they do it in the name of love and you can try to talk them out of it, but you can't talk them out of it. They can know it's wrong, but if it feels right it's hard for them to come to their senses it's hard to sever ties it's yeah. it's the strength and 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 the complicated nature of the way that we bond and what I promise I'm going to preach the gospel here in a minute can you say it with me it's the strength of this thing that we call love you know we say people have great relationships but great relationships almost always have weathered bad times, or if they haven't, they will. Always. We talk about falling in love or falling out of love as if it's something that just happens in a moment. You know, all of a sudden, there it was. We were in love. Or, you know, I just woke up one day and realized that I didn't love him or her like I once did. As if it's just like that. But but that's not how it works at all. Love yeah. is something that grows and it has to be nurtured and it has to be oh, taken God. care of. Amen. We yeah. talk about a no-fault divorce, but that's impossible. Someone's at fault because love doesn't fail. It doesn't just go away. Amen. When, yeah. It's not a moment. It's not a switch. Yeah. You turn it on and turn it off. Falling in love, there's a process. You're infatuated. And then you're trying to please one another. And then maybe you have a disagreement or you let each other down. And then you got to forgive one another. And then you make up and then things are improving. And finally, I got it right. And then we do the whole crazy cycle again. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. And we work to understand. And then we misunderstand. And then we understand again. And that's actually what happens in a great relationship. That's not a bad relationship. That's a great relationship. Can you imagine what the bad ones are like? Yeah. You see how powerful love is that we would put up with one another. But it's worth it. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's worth it. It's one of God's greatest gifts He's Lord given us Amen. is our ability to love. It's it's striving to give your best to someone and knowing that you're destined to fail. It's true. Amen? Amen trying to always get it right and know that they're gonna have to forgive you when you don't love is giving when you feel like taking and then sometimes it's getting when you feel like you don't deserve it it's 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 complicated it's a tangled mess and 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 there's there's time and experience and with that The ties become even tighter and tighter and tighter until two lives are so intertwined together. It's hard to know where they end and you begin. It's hard to remember what it's like to live without someone. You see, sadly, we see the power of relationships sometimes when someone loses a loved one that they're close to. You ever felt like you were going to lose your mind because you lost a loved one? You see the power. You knew you loved them, but you didn't realize how much you loved them until you lost them. And, sure. and you know, when someone loses a close relationship or someone that they love deeply, you see them go through great times of agony. But what I've found uh, in, in being with people during times of loss is surprisingly sometimes it seems people who struggle the most are those who are estranged from someone that they should have had a deep relationship with. That's right. And and they thought they didn't care uh-huh. until they realized it could never be repaired. That's right. And then they find that a threefold, three-fold cord is not easily broken in a life that has been intertwined not just three times, but but hundreds and thousands of moments and memories together doesn't just break. But but there is a great tearing there. there there's just, uh, you're bound together in such a powerful way and to realize that you've lost that. The grief that happens is tremendous. Divorcees. Even those that initiate the divorce. Even those that claim to be the victim. And and rightfully so sometimes. Surprisingly. Experience prolonged grief. People who say I just hate him. I don't want to see him. Or she says I just can't live with him another moment. Or he says she... It's absolutely crazy. The best thing that would ever happen to me is if I could get as far away from her as I could get. My only desire is to be free. She's my biggest mistake. And do you know what happens once they finish those plans almost every time? All of a sudden, they're hit with a deep grief. They grieve the good times. They grieve when they fell in love. They grieve the sincere times. They remember the bad times and grieve how did it ever get to this and what could have been and how could it be different? It's because they've become intertwined by love. Yeah. You don't just pull that apart without tearing pieces from one another. True. Are you listening this morning? Amen. Amen. Come on. Yes. Relationships are an intricate, interwoven, tangled mess. They're difficult. They're messy. And yet they're the most beautiful thing that this life has to offer. Maybe the reason why love is so satisfying is because it's so difficult. Maybe they're worthwhile because It seems impossible. We know the scripture says, how can two walk together except they agree? But I've yet to find any two people with two independent minds that ever agreed on anything. But somehow we got to walk through life together. The challenge that makes it so rewarding when you work it out. The more intense the relationship By intense, I don't mean volatile or toxic. I mean the closeness you have together. The more intense the relationship, the tighter the bond. This isn't just about love and marriage and divorce. In fact, that's not my point at all this morning. But just the nature of relationships and this thing we call love. You can look at parents with their kids. I've been blessed with good kids. I hope you all think so. I know so. I've been blessed with good kids. I don't lie to them, but I still tell them every day, I'm proud of you and I love you and it's easy to say because they're good kids. But do you know, they could make wrong choices and there is there's a possibility god forbid that it ever happens but i could raise them right and love them the best that i can and when they get to the age when they get to choose for themselves for whatever reason they might be deceived and they may choose to rebel against me to rebel against everything i taught god don't let it happen but it's happened to other men better than me. But can I tell you if my kids do something so awful, I would be embarrassed to mention it. There's not a chance in the world that I'd be embarrassed to be their father. I'm telling you, I love those boys with all of my heart. And no matter what they did or said or where they went, like the prodigal's father the second I saw them looking my way, you better believe I'm going to come running to them with arms wide open. Amen. Because there's something we've got to Relationship, there is love that binds us, and I'll tell you, God forbid they ever fall away. But if they backslide, I'm going to preach what I always preach. But I'm not going to make an example out of them anymore than I would make an example out of your kids, because I need sons more than I need a good warning story in my message. I'm I'm all about loving people, and I'm about loving my family. Amen. I've seen preachers make the mistake that they let their child be the poster child of everything that's wrong. And it makes for good preaching and it makes it seem authentic, but it makes for a terrible relationship. Right. And I care a lot more about what they think about me than what you think about my preaching. Amen? Right. And so regardless of what they do, I'm going to love them. If they got mixed up in perversion, I would tell them it was wrong and I would love them. If they got mixed up and bound by sin, I would tell them they need to be free in Jesus name but I love them amen if they were on their way to hell I would put every roadblock I could to turn them around because I don't want to make it to heaven without them I love them and I want to see them and be with them for all of eternity but I love those boys if you had kids you know exactly what I'm talking about amen if you have a spouse you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't need right. people to tell me if my kids are wrong. I don't need people to tell me if my wife is wrong. I don't need and none of y'all do. Thank God. Y'all been awesome oh. to us. I, I'm not saying anything bad. But I want you to feel that yourself and your family. Oh, I'm man. just speaking as someone who loves their family. Think about the strength of your relationships. Amen. Here we are. Just mortal men. Made in the image of God. But in a fallen state. And we can love like that. What manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us? I'm going to preach to you this morning with the help of God about the love of God. And if the Lord would open our heart, it's going to transform the way that you live. Because we believe in the most powerful, the most intense, the most forgiving, the most amazing love that this world has ever known. Hallelujah. Oh, the love of God. It'll reach farther than you would ever think it would go. The love of God, it'll go longer than you think it would ever last. I'm telling you, the love of God will look past things that you would never think God would look past. There is no limit to the love of God. Hallelujah. When you try to measure it, you're going to fall short every time. Because it's beyond our ability to comprehend. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's give Him my hand clap of praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! About turn loose and just got to the point and preached for a minute, but I want to put a little more foundation. Huh? I'm, it's, it's Valentine's Day. We can talk about love as long as we want today. What about your spouse? God said you're one flesh. It's not my point, but I'm your pastor, so I'm on metal a little bit. How about your spouse? God said you're one flesh. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 28, says that a husband is to love his wife as he loves his own body. And he who loves his wife loves himself. Malachi Chapter 2, verse 16 says the Lord God hates divorce. My point again, today was not supposed to be marriage and divorce, but maybe someone needs to hear it today. The Lord, the God of Israel, hates divorce. He goes on to say that when you treat Your your loved one treacherously, he said, take heed to your spirit because you're covering your garments with violence. You do violence to them and you also do violence to yourself because you are one flesh. If you let your heart be hard, if you let your mind stray, if you cross boundaries that you should never cross, you are Piercing your own heart. And you are going to have a heartache like you wouldn't imagine. Amen. You're hurting them. You're hurting the one you love. But you are doing damage to your spirit. That it takes only the power of God can heal it up. It takes a miracle for you to be restored. I'm thankful with God all things are possible. Some of you know what it's like to experience that restoration. But let's not minimize what happens. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. Don't get yourself thinking, I'm not happy. I just wish that I hadn't gotten married. I, I I just wish it was like it was. I wish I could go back to when I was free and I could do whatever I wanted to and I didn't have to answer to it. Let me tell you, it's never going to be like it was. Right. You can walk out today and you can't erase the history you have together. Amen. You can't erase what you felt. You can't erase what you've accomplished and what, when you've been disappointed. The highs and the lows, they're written in your life with indelible ink. It's not like words on a paper that you can erase with your little pencil that you can rub and you can rub until you rub holes and you tear things up, but the imprint will always be with you. Yes, it will. All right. oh, yeah. I'm talking about the power... Of relationships. I heard a story of a young man. Are y'all still with me this morning? Am I doing okay? Amen. Are you with me? I don't want to just over talk and wear you out. I really feel the Lord just burn this in my heart. It's so simple and it's so difficult and complex and it's so beautiful. And and I'm I'm just kind of a straightforward talker. It's not easy for me to try to preach a beautiful message, but there's nothing more beautiful than what I feel in my heart today. I'm telling you, we've got to talk about love. I heard about a young man that fell in love with a young lady, but they began to have some troubles and he realized That he couldn't have her. And it's a sad story. And it's been repeated time and again. Unfortunately. But because of the sting of that love. He took his own life. And and then as time uh, would bear it out. She also. She came to herself. and, And she realized what was lost. And she took her own life. Before you get too sad. It is a fictional story. People read it. Quote it. Study it. You know it whether you realize you do or not. It's acted out all over the world. It's the most famous play I guess there's ever been. Has anybody heard of Romeo and Juliet? Now, when I told it to you that way, would you ever want to read that? That sounds absolutely awful. It was factual, but it was awful. It was true, but it was simplistic. Are you listening to me? Come on. It, 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 it isn't engaging. It, the reason why Romeo and Juliet is, has the fame that it has is because it's about more than just a tragic ending, but it's full of poetry and it's describing romance and the strength of human emotion. And, and so if all you know is a few morbid sentences to summarize the plot, you, you've heard of Romeo and Juliet, but you don't know it. Amen? Many people consider it high art because it demonstrates the power and the struggle of love. You can know the basic story and not know Romeo and Juliet. Now, let me get to where we're living today, okay? okay? I'm afraid that too many people Learn to quote John 3.16. When I was reading it, everybody was saying it with me. We learned to quote Romeo and Juliet. It's just a a synopsis. But the, The sentence or two I gave you of Romeo and Juliet, you could have all learned to quote it. It was a synopsis of the story, but it missed all the feeling. It missed all the passion. It missed all the power. It misses the whole point. And the same thing's true if you just learn to quote John 3.16, but you don't know John 3.16. If you don't know that love, you don't know anything at all. If you come to church long enough to list. All ten of the commandments in order. If you can say it in King Jimmy's English. Or you say it in the New International Version. Or all the above. It doesn't matter if you haven't experienced the love of God. Quote scriptures till your head falls off. And they won't make any difference in your life. Until you learn what it's talking about. Until you feel it. Until you know it. Until you believe it. Until it's your story. Not just the words on a page. Again, I'm a practical preacher. I don't try to be too flowery. It's just not who I am. I believe in teaching people how to live their faith out. Amen. Amen. Because faith without works is dead. You need to know this is what it means to believe and this is what the Bible tells me to do and this is wisdom and this is principle and this is commands and this is what holiness looks like and this is what godliness looks like but can I tell you if I make it all just practical where you can get your checklist and here's all the do's and here's all the don'ts and this is the Christian and this is the world and this is the saint and this is the sinner if I preach it like that I haven't preached it. A glorious gospel. Right. Anybody can read a checklist. Yeah. If being saved is simply a matter some people say, well as long as you can just claim to have faith and in- Call Him, Lord, if that's all you got, you don't really have anything. If you say grace plus nothing equals salvation, all you've got is nothing. If you count the steps, let me get to where we live, and we say one, two, three, repeat after me. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If all you know is one, two, three, you miss the forest for the trees. You miss the whole point of having a new heart, of having a new spirit, of having a new life, of becoming a new creature. It's a lot more than just a checklist. Now, let me be clear. I believe that we must obey what the scripture says. And everything I said to you is essential to being a Christian. But how can I summarize a relationship with the infinite God by counting off a few steps? That's basic arithmetic. This is much more than this. It's a complicated web of salvation. It's not even calculus. It's much more complicated than that. It's the master plan of God. Since the foundation of the world. That you and I would be saved. Don't make it so simple. Are you listening to me? Don't don't make it so simple. Or you won't see the majesty of it all. Don't make it so simple. Or you won't love him like you should. It's love that constructs. Amen. It's love that oh, makes me Lord. want to get in the house of God. It's love that makes me want to give my all. Oh, it's God. love. That's what it's all about. That's oh. what Jesus said. That's what we need to make it all about. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 You, if you love the Lord, you're going to keep his commandments. I'm not saying abandoned Hallelujah. commandments. I'm not saying abandoned doctrine. I'm saying love is what makes our doctrine and our teaching have any meaning whatsoever at all. We, we've got to be careful that we don't miss the splendor of what God has done. You'll miss the majesty of it all. If you're not careful, you can walk away without realizing what you have. Or worse yet, you might look around and wonder if all you've got is a checklist... And you do like your pastor and fall short of the glory of God sometime. If all you got is a score sheet, you might start looking around, wondering if he walked away from you. Didn't he say he would never leave you or forsake you? I call that love. I call that amazing, divine love. Hallelujah. This Salvation sent from God is intricate. It's it's a web that he has weaved to save you from sin. It's complex. It's beautiful. It's extensive. Sometimes it's messy. But it's the love of God as he reaches down for men that he created to have true relationship with him. I wish my testimony was just always victory and shouting but that's not how it is I wish from the time I said Lord I give you all I really was able to give him all every moment of my life but it hasn't always been that way the only constant has been his amazing love I'm preaching about the love of God today Lord help me to know your love help me to perceive your love he's your father You're his bride. How else can he say that he loves you? Hereby perceive we the love of God. That he laid down his life. How else can he say he loves you? We used to sing the song. It wasn't the nails that held him to the tree. But it was love. Amen. It was love. It was an act of great love for you. You have value to God today. I don't care who you are or what you've done. I don't care how you feel. Feelings lie, And I want to introduce you to the one that is the truth. He oh, comes from God. the very bosom oh. of the Father. If I can put it in our language, he's the very heart of God Lord. expressed to you. You look to Jesus and you'll see the love of God. Amen. Oh, how he loves us. Amen. Amen. We're his children made in his image. But boy, I sure messed it up a time or two or ten or a thousand. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you have to, if you'll be honest. Sin's an ugly thing. Sin entered. What's a loving father supposed to do? Don't fight back against God when trouble comes in your life. Sometimes he's using trouble to get you right. Sometimes things got to go wrong for my heart to get right. Don't push back against the judgment of God. I'm telling you the reason why God disciplines us is because he loves us. Discipline is tough. Discipline is hard. But discipline is necessary. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 24 says, If you spare the rod, you hate your son. But he who loves him disciplines him. Discipline him promptly if you love him. Hebrews chapter 12 says you endure chastening because God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? It's counterintuitive for me to pray for God to deliver me from my mistakes and he not do it every time. It's counterintuitive for me to say God loves me. That's why he's letting me hurt. God loves me. That's why he's letting me go through this mess so I won't do it next time. We just want him to be a safety net. And we want him to be a lifeline to pull us out. And I'm thankful that he is, but he's also a loving father. And so sometimes, God says you're going to have to hurt a little bit. Sometimes you're going to have to feel it a little bit. Sometimes you're going to have to know and learn right from wrong. Sometimes you're going to have to have your heart and your mind open up But trust that even when you don't understand it, God loves you. Even if he's the one that's doing the punishing, it's because he loves you. Proverbs 1 and 7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You know, we don't like to talk about the judgment of God. We wish there was a heaven, but there was no hell. We wish there were rewards, but there was no punishment. Amen. We wish there was just blessing and, and there would never be any cursing. We wish that everything would would just be a matter of God giving us what we desire and never asking for sacrifice. But that's that's not the way that it works. Right. And we need both. Oh, yes. Yeah. Without his divine justice. Can you imagine how wicked men's hearts would be? How completely we would turn over to sin. The fear of the Lord is just the beginning. It's not the end. But it's the beginning. I'm glad it's not the end. But it's the beginning. We need a righteous judge. I need a savior, but I need a judge. Hallelujah. I need a righteous judge. Judge, I need laws. I need commandments. I need guidance. I need something bigger than me to submit to. I need divine judgment. Even the final judgment. I need there to be a white throne. Lord. I've got to be motivated by rewards and by punishments. That's just how we're wired. That's how we work. And so God chastens because... He loves us, not because he hates us. Oh, God. Don't miss it. Don't make this simply a matter of the law. This is not just a matter of doing good and abstaining from evil. And you know I believe in that. But that's not all this is. What kind of gospel would that be? That's just a rule book. But it's much more than that. Doesn't your Bible say that the law hangs on love? relationships are never as clean as just simply getting it right all the time. Or none of us would have one. We would be lost and undone. I'm glad it's, it's not that simple, but there is law that we have to deal with. The wage of sin is death. That's a law. We needed it to be so. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, that's right. It's a heavy thing. Oh, God. The very first sin came with the price of death. I'm preaching to you today about a God who isn't a monster but a God who is love. A God though that loves you so much that he put some safeguards so that you wouldn't turn into the worst version of yourself. A God who wouldn't let you sink into the mires. I wish you remember where God found you. Out a God that wouldn't let you sink into the mire of sin. And continue on the wrong path. Making the wrong decisions. A God that opened your eyes to His rewards and to His punishments. A God that can be provoked to anger. A God that can be provoked to jealousy. That's because He loves you. A God that demands your devotion because of His great love. Anything less isn't really love. Oh yes, it takes commitment. God sees your every thought. God hears everything. Your every word. He's all about you. He sees you when you're in your bedroom by yourself. He sees you when you're on your phone by yourself. He sees you when you're talking to your husband or wife. He sees you when you're on your job. He's all about you. He knows every thought. Everything is naked before him. It's all bare to him. Can I tell you something that you may not want to hear? Say, give me the truth. Well, let me tell you, you don't really want the truth. We can't handle the truth. Because in this case, the truth is against me. The truth is not my friend. Okay. Right. I wish I was always as pure as I want to be. I wish I was always as patient as I want to be. Amen. I, I, I wish, I wish that I was. As good as everybody's highest opinion of me. So a lot of people. If their character met their reputation. They wouldn't even recognize each other. Right. You know who you are. In your inward parts. And so does God. This God who's never seen. Him. This God who has no shadow of turning. This God who's forever faithful. Sees every unfaithful moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, he has no sin. He is the one and only righteous one. And the righteous commandments of God condemn every sinner. And God is so holy that the Bible lets us know that he hates sin. It's true. Yet that very same God that can't or won't just walk away from us. Right. Though he hates what we're doing, did you know the Bible says you can grieve the Spirit? Yeah. What kind of power that I can hurt the heart of God? Have you thought of that? That you can hurt the heart of God? That's the kind of love He has for you. Oh my God! And yet He won't walk away. It's true. You can bring agony and pain to him because he's the source of love. Because he's love itself. God's love keeps coming back. God's love keeps reaching. God's love keeps healing. God's love keeps teaching. Hallelujah. God's love keeps changing people from the inside. God steps in because of his great love where Judgment should have be in. You're going to find the love of God. Amen. Psalms chapter 85 verse 10 says, Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Now, I know I've lost some of you because I've went over 30 minutes. Or some of 40, uh, over 45 minutes maybe. I have no idea how long I've went. But if you can watch a two hour basketball game. You can watch an hour and a half long movie. Come on. You can read a book for the third or fourth time when you know how it's going to end. Come on. You can give me a few minutes to try to tell you about the love of God. Come on. If I've lost you, go ahead and come back here. This is the most important thing you're doing all day long today. And it's not because of me. It's the message God has given me for you. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord has commissioned me to try to tell you about his love. And I know I've fallen short, but how could I say it? It's beyond marvelous. It's beyond, my. it's joy unspeakable. It's beyond our loftiest ideas. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Somehow God brings these things together for good. Yes, he does. The things that he hates that we do. And the things that he loves, he brings it together for good. Somehow he works it out for our salvation. Somehow the truth of my sins and my shortcomings and my faults and my failures and every wrong turn. Somehow truth just meets together with mercy. And I don't see how they can work it out together. But truth and mercy come together. Somehow the ups me together with the downs. And God's grace uses it to teach me. And righteousness which would condemn me. Kisses the peace of God. And they come together in a beautiful picture wow. of the love of God. And We can just say where sin abounds. Grace does much more. Yes. Abound. I can't explain it, but I believe in it and trust in it with every fiber of my being. Amen. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 says that it's through the Lord's mercy we are not consumed because his compassion, his love, it fails not. I don't know who exactly needs us to today, but I'm sure you need to hear about the love of God. The enemies beat you up enough. Let somebody tell you about this amazing love. You know your failures enough. Let me just stop. I'm not here to condemn you today or even to convict you. I'm just pointing you to Jesus Christ. Peter said, love covers a multitude of sins. All right. James said, mercy triumphs over Judgment. Don't let judgment triumph over you. Let me point you to the one that loves you. It's such a beautiful gospel. And it's so ugly. It's not pristine and pretty. It's not made up of perfect people. It's so ugly in a way. And yet it's so beautiful. It's freely given and yet it came at such a high cost, didn't it? It seems to be a contradiction of terms. It's so simple. And yet it knows, no. No, none of us could know the depths of it. It knows no depths. Paul wrote about the simplicity of Christ. And then you turn not too far over. And then he says, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Oh, yeah. So simple and so complex. So simple, I can tell you in just a moment, and, and so complex, I don't guess I can ever understand it till I get to the other side of glory. Right. Yeah. God demonstrates his own love towards us, Romans 5 and 8 says. And that while we were still sinners, right. Christ died, died for us. For us. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. You're thankful for that. Yes. Christ died for us, but we were still sinners. Paul said this was God's great master plan. The way he said it was, it was the mystery of God. The mystery of the ages. Only a, a multifaceted God whose ways are so far above our own could give the law and be the judge, but then take off his Robe of judgment and step down and be your advocate and be your counselor. I'm glad he's my defense attorney, amen. amen. Hallelujah! Yes. I'm glad his blood
1: Hallelujah. still
0: speaks better things for me. Amen. Only your Jesus could be the son that was given and the everlasting father, and also say that he was glad to call us his brother. All that, don't you oversimplify this thing. Only your Jesus could be the sinner's judge. And be the sinner's friend. And be the sinner's only hope. And be the sinner's savior. And be the sinner's intercessor. And be the sinner's high priest. And be the sinner's lamb that was slain. He's going to execute judgment and he's going to save all at the same time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How faithful is he to save? Remember God is love. And love suffers long. Yes. And love oh is kind. I don't know what you have pictured in your mind, but I want to introduce you to the real God of love. Love suffers long. And love is kind. I don't know what you think God wants to do to your children and how far they've went and what they've done, but let me point you back to the one that's love. Love suffers long. And love is kind and love suffers does not envy and love does not parade itself and love is not puffed up and love does not behave rudely and love does not seek its own and love is not easily provoked that's not love love Love. thinks no evil and love Love does not rejoice in iniquity but in the truth and and I want you to hear this is our love one for another it bears all things and it believes all things and it hopes all things and it endures all things so you tell me what's too far for God's love who went too far who's done too much do you know the love of God Hallelujah. I know I should close, but I've already preached too long, so let's just go all out. If you're afraid that you're too far gone, thank you, Sister Marilyn. She wasn't here last Sunday. She's getting two Sundays in one. So Three Sundays. Hey, I've got all kinds of time then, huh? Make it worth your while today. If you're afraid that you've gone too far, This is how Paul described God's love for the nation of Israel. First, let me tell you what he said about Israel. He said, Israel had rejected the Lord. Mm -hmm. They hadn't rejected him once or twice, a hundred times. No, he said, all day long, I had stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. They rejected him time after time, day after day. Year after year, decade after decade, century after century. And God kept stretching out his hand. And this was under the old covenant. We have a new and better covenant. If he was that committed then, can you imagine how faithful he is to you today? God loved them enough that he chose them. He loved them enough that he saved them. He loved them enough that he taught them, that he planted them, that he blessed them, that he rebuked them, that he forgave them. And he just kept loving and loving and loving. And they kept rejecting and rejecting. And finally, God said, I've got to cut them off. They crossed over some type of mercy line where the Lord said, enough is enough. But he didn't do it with glee. In fact, Jesus wept. Over Jerusalem. But it had to be done. Not because he hated them. But because he loved them. And So Paul said. Therefore consider. The goodness. And the severity. Of God. It's more than a warning though. It is a warning. Consider the severity of God. If he would cut them off. But it's also a testimony because he doesn't stop there. He says, but God who cut them off, the same God that planted them, the same God who cut them off, he's able to graft them Right back. You're saying after all those years, after crucifying the Savior, after rejecting everything that was perfect and good and holy that this world had ever seen, He's going to graft them back in. He said, so that all Israel could be saved, He's going to graft them right back in. That, my friends, is the love of God. And so He concludes saying, Oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past fine. He's talking about the love of God. It's unsearchable. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. His love. It's beyond limit. Encourage yourself. When you pray for those rebellious loved ones. His love is beyond the limit. There's nothing that compares to him. Oh, he can graft them right back in. Can't he do it? Won't he do it? That's the God that we believe in. Oh. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Or who has given to him and it shall be repaid to him? For of him. And through him and to him are all. You hear how big he is? Are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. When you start considering the love of God about the only thing you can do is throw your hands up and say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm only here because of Him. He deserves it all. He deserves my adoration. He deserves my praise. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to love Him. I'm going to stand for Him. If I fall, I'm going to get up again. Because where else am I going to go? There's just no love like this love. There's no one like you, God. Oh, the love of God. How rich and pure. Would you stand to your feet? How measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure. The saints and the angels sing. You know that old hymn? Oh, the love of God. How rich and pure. Do you know it like that? When's the last time you considered the rich love of God? Hallelujah. Would you close your eyes right now? Take some time to contemplate. Take some time to consider his growth. Why don't you think?